2: Hello and welcome to the Cut to the Race podcast. I am your host for this week, James. There is no Ollie, but I do have my faithful news crew with me, Sam and Abby. Sam, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, James. I'm very well. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, it is very hot here in South France. It's 39 degrees. I am suffering a bit, but... Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the company makes it worth it. It's 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 hot here as
1: well, but I feel like it being significantly hotter in France kind of nullifies my right, right to complain.
2: Uh, so yeah, I yeah, just let have to let you have that one. Thanks. Uh, how about you, Abby? How's it going? Are you <laughs> a reasonable temperature?
0: <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. And yeah, like Sam said, whilst it is hot in the UK, I don't think we can complain as much as you can with the heat in France.
2: Well, uh, we were talking before the show actually about uh, Sam is determined that Abby mentioned Cheltenham's weather in comparison with Monaco earlier in the season. <laughs> I can't somewhere. quite remember that. Uh, it was yeah. Some, uh, please some... do let us know, info, Formula Nerds, if, <laughs> if you remember. Yeah, it was. I can't remember exactly,
1: but it was something along the lines of Abby used the weather in Cheltenham as a barometer for what the weather elsewhere should have been. I feel like I'm doing you a disservice here, Abby. <laughs> it, it was both more intelligent and funnier than I'm portraying right now. I'm not uh, sure it was so that intelligent. I, I, to I be suggest we, we move on from this one.
2: Yes, let, let's move on to the. Uh, if you're not intelligent, the, then what hope have, have me and James got? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this, this show will primarily be about a quiz. Uh, as ever, Abby will be quiz master, so it will only be us competing against each other or working together. Uh, I like to think Um, but yeah so we'll we'll get a measure of our intelligence at least on all things F1 in a little bit Uh, but we're going to do a, a bit more of just a, a general mid-season review. Um we'll talk about we we're not going to touch on our predictions from before the season. We're just going to use some of those topics to, to have a bit of a chat about how we think the first half of the season has gone. So let's kick off with that and well let's begin with the rookies. Now we we pick, well, we debated which rookie was going to be the best uh, before the season got season got going. So far, I mean We'll talk about which rookie's been the worst. I think that will be a shorter conversation. In fact, it's this might be a short conversation as well, but uh, I'll throw it to you, Abby, first. Who do you think has had the, the best time of the rookies in the first half of the season?
0: It's got to be Piastri, obviously. He is the rookie that is higher up in the standings. He has got a podium, whilst it wasn't a sprint race. He still managed to get a podium, a front row start in Spa as well. And he's been able to hold his own against Lando, which if you look at Logan, Alex is the one scoring points. Logan so far has zero points. And whilst he is performing well, better than what I thought he would. He still has a long way to go, whereas I feel Piastri has settled into the car, settled into F1 a lot quicker and a lot better than Logan has. So Piastri is the best one for me.
2: Yeah, I don't think that's going to be debated much. I think we can also infer from that that you think Nick DeVries was the worst and let's just combine them because, let's be honest, it's a pretty clear one, two, three, I think, as things have gone. Sam, if you uh, feel different feel free to to jump in now and and come up with a hot take i don't feel different I, I think abby has well
1: covered uh the pastry sergeant side of things uh and i think actually the 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 caveat and the nuance that sergeant has not been as bad as people have have said at points he's had a a solid and steady start to his F1 career. Williams is in exactly the right environment for him. They're going to give him time. They're going to give him the opportunity to raise his level of performance to that of Alex Albon, who is a a very quick driver. And I think we're now past that point of going, Oh, is Alex album F1 material? Is he good enough? He absolutely is. Um, and he's probably one of the naturally more gifted drivers on the grid as well. Um, but that also kind of that using that benchmark brings us nicely onto Nick DeVries because much like I've said with Nicholas Latifi in the past, I think we should stop acting like Nick DeVries is historically bad. He's not. Nor was Nicholas Latifi. They were just, uh, uh, you know, wrong place at the wrong time uh, in certain certain degrees, both very difficult cars and environments to be in at the time. And also, you know, Yuki Snowden maybe is a a more favourable yardstick to be up against than George Russell, but Yuki Snowde has taken a step forward this year and he's looked very very good and Nick De Vries also has the the combined um element of he's come in as a former Formula E champion as well which is of course an FIA uh level championship as a world championship so he he has a lot uh, a, a lot a lot to go on there and at 28 you've got to come in and hit the ground running and he just couldn't be at the level that alpha tower and rebel were expecting which is very very difficult and there are some comparisons between those two uh in that they were both 24 ish um when they had their final season in f2 so again that very much cuts against oscar piastri who was a back-to-back f3 f2 champion which is seen as the way to do things um so yeah i think history will remember nick the Vries more unfavorably than i think is accurate
2: yeah, I'd agree with that. He was, he was never miles off. He was just consistently a couple of tenths off. Um, yeah, he, he is the worst undeniably of the three rookie, rookies and obviously Oscar uh, whilst having a slow start has really started to show what he can do recently. So absolutely no disagreement here on any of those. Um, yeah, I think, I think Nick probably could have good given time he's generally shown that it takes him a bit of time to adapt to each series but he was never going to have that time with Daniel Ricardo waiting in the wings uh clearly with the Red Bull family looking to try and get him back in to use him as a benchmark. So that's that really I think that that one is easy enough so let's move beyond the rookies and on to the rest of the grid. best and worst now I'll go back to you Abby again best is it as obvious as it might seem or do you think if we look beyond the total domination at the front we find a
0: better driver i think well obviously red bull max verstappen they are in a league of their own you do have the top teams with mercedes and ferrari Aston Alonso has outperformed that car as we've all seen with the podiums which I don't think anybody expected Aston to have quite a good start to the season as they did have for me if you take away Max dominant driver and take away the rookies still getting used to F1 for me it's Holpenberg and Albon because Albon has done amazingly this season I think he has managed to score 11 points which is the total of what the whole team of Williams has. And yes, he hasn't been in the top five every weekend, but I feel like he has been consistent and he has shown what he can do and impressed. And the same with Hulkenberg. You put him in the car next to Magnussen and he's had three years out of F1 this is his first full-time season in three years and he has done amazingly he's been in the points he's qualified a lot higher than Magnussen he's qualified in the top five in a couple of races and I feel like at the moment if you look at the two hash drivers Hulkenberg is the stronger one which I didn't think would happen before the season started so Albon and Hulk are the ones that have impressed me so far
2: we'll come back to hulk maybe um in the next uh award i want to say award we're giving out it's it's not an award show um but before we do come back to hulk sam uh, do you agree? Do you disagree with Abby following on from our news and views? I think they're both very, very good candidates. I think you
1: can't really argue against them. I think there's probably a little cohort um, that you could draw uh, upon when you're when you're talking about the, the best performers across the season. I mean, yeah, take Albon, for example. Uh, Abby, you mentioned the 11 points. That's three more than the whole team achieved throughout the whole of last season. So Williams and Albon have both... In unison, taking a step forward, and that's been evident in the first what twelve rounds. For me, I can't get past Fernando Alonso. He looked mighty impressive last season at points. Uh, was unlucky uh, over the course of things. He, I think he, yeah, he finished behind Ocon in the point standings because of that poor luck that he had. But he's just further elevated his game this year. And for someone to be doing that at forty-one, now forty-two, he's really um, cutting against that kind of conventional wisdom that you have a peak uh, as an athlete and as a racing driver, and that you know, as you get towards forty, you can't compete at the the top level, and that just isn't the case anymore. You know, e- evolution in sports science and, and the way that drivers are able to look after their body, their minds, uh, all sorts of things like that has is is very much you know proof in, in Fernando Alonso how he's managed to keep himself at that high level I honestly think that he is in a class of three with Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen at the moment I, I think they're the only guys that could go up against one another and give each other a, a, an equal fight I don't think the clerk's quite in that category yet but I think those three are by far the most dominant drivers on the grid I
2: think Charles could potentially he I would say, in fact, I think he could go up against someone on a Saturday. He just needs to get that consistency that those three have and have very much shown uh, this exactly. year. And Lando is certainly knocking on the door as well. Um, yeah. It's got to be um, said. And that would be my, I think, it's so hard to, to pick a a driver of the first half of the year when you've got one who is as good as Max Verstappen in as good a car as the RB19. Because... He is in, you know, it's the whole thing of he's in Formula One, and everyone else is Formula One point two five, so yeah. he is undeniably the the driver of Formula One. If you go into one point two five, yeah, I would say it's Fernando Lewis, Lando, and Alex all with yeah. a good shout. Um, and I will sit on the fence there because I don't know if I had if I had to pick one, I would say Fernando. I think. But, I mean, I've almost kind of picked from a hat there. I, I, I didn't come to a decision in my mind. I just felt like I had to say something. Uh, he, yeah, he did. He had such a great start to the season. It was very feel-good seeing him finally make a good career move. Uh, whether you like him or not, I think everyone wanted to see him back on the podium consistently. And he had that. Uh, we'll have to see how the Aston updates go from here. Now, uh, one of our other predictions was who will win the Drivers and Constructors Championship. I'm going to nip that one in the bud. Uh, let's yeah. not even talk about it. <laughs> let's not waste ours or the listeners' time. So let's do one other I think is worth having a chat about, which would be the shock of the year. That's kind of open to interpretation. Obviously, I was mentioning oh. Hulk. I would say the oh. surprise. Let's talk about the driver who is a surprise, the team who are a surprise, and maybe an event. Chuck them
1: are we not, Why not are we not gonna first talk about the drive we think has underperformed
2: as the opposite of the point. i'm just <laughs> so focused on the positives I, I forgot that we're doing the good <laughs> and relentlessly bad relentlessly positive
1: i know like one of those like really kind of positive infomercials you get like yeah. the life-affirming ones um
2: so yeah, yeah should no, we go you're to, right. so
1: crack on I might be putting the cat amongst the pigeons with this one, but I'm going to say that I've, I've been kind of low-key disappointed with George Russell this season. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's quite hit the heights that we'd expect. And I think that this is partly when cast against the background of we expect him to be able to go toe-to-toe with Lewis. We know that he is capable of that. He this is, is a the v- thing, yeah. Cause, and, and what's made me think of this is talking about that kind of 1.25 cohort um, or F1.25, because he's absolutely up there with the with the Norrises and the Clerks. Um, and I'd say probably further ahead than, than Albon, really, on on outright pace. But he just, he, too often he hasn't been able to get it together on qualifying. And that is an issue for someone who was kind of known for his mr saturday yeah exactly and there's been little mistakes and there's been these weekends that they just haven't come together for him and the team have then kind of been like no no that's on us that's you know kind of wasn't george's fault and there's been a couple of instances yeah when you kind of go well how does he got himself into that situation yeah
2: i I think you can see him having to push more now I think that's it. Last year, for whatever mm. reason, he was... Well, this is the thing. If if this were George's first year up against Lewis in Mercedes, I think we'd go, he's doing a solid job. He's mm. a couple of tenths off a lot of the time. He's finishing kind of one or two places behind him. Not bad against a seven-time world champion, but because he did outscore him, at least statistically, last year, mm. I think that's it. We now feel like he's underperforming, when actually maybe this is just the level, and that's up for debate whether... How much did 2021 affect Lewis? How much of it was him running the supposed guinea pig setups in the first was half that, of the year? I was, I was he did always get a huge amount of bad luck last year. And George benefited from a lot of safety cars. That's switched around a bit. Lewis has had a couple of lucky breaks. George has been unlucky once or twice. And you can see the the big swing there. Uh, Abby, what what do you think on on George? And if you think someone else has been worse than him?
0: Well, I think he was actually my prediction as to who would win the championship at the beginning of the season. So let's just like oh, brush over let's that
2: right over that.
1: <laughs> that is a real George Russell driver of the day, isn't it?
0: I know. <laughs> um, he's he's been doing okay. He hasn't done as well as. I thought he would, obviously, given what we just said. Um, but no, I agree. If it was his first season in the Mercedes, you'd be like, oh, okay, this is like a good, solid performance from him. But it hasn't been. And he's had a couple of DNFs finishing outside the points. It's, it's not the year that he would have wanted. I feel like Lewis has definitely become more comfortable with the car this year, even though
2: That's the other thing, the zero pods. Yeah. Was Was that a real, like, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, there are a lot of things in play and obviously Lewis has more experience than George, but Lewis seems more comfortable with the team, with the car, given his time there. And Russell, I don't know, he hasn't been as consistent. He hasn't been as on his game as he has been in the past. And it is disappointing to see, but, at the end of the day, his teammates Lewis Hamilton, and it is a difficult do- car to drive this year.
1: Like, and, and I've just looked up at the championship standings to just kind of r- refresh myself a bit. And this is kind of a duality of the situation, and I, I appreciate the inherent contradiction in this. I saw that George Russell was sixth in the drivers' standings, and he's sandwich. He's he is the the filling of a Ferrari sandwich. Oh no! Sorry, here's a George Russell sandwich. People always get that. That's a, that, that's a, a something that everyone always gets incorrect, <laughs> don't they? They refer yeah. to the, the the bread as the the sandwich, but it's actually the filling. So George Russell is the sandwich. The Ferraris are making a George Russell sandwich,
2: and they're the bread. I, f- I mean, thought f- that would have been the very short way of saying <laughs> what you just said. Yes, yes, it would have. But
1: I'm I'm excuse the pun, uh, filling. Um, I saw that in in P seven is. Carlos Science Jr., who I think has also had a kind of fairly underwhelming season, 92 points, seven shy of George Russell. And I thought, see, that's not good. But then I saw that he is equal on points with Charles Leclerc, who's in P5. And I thought, oh, OK. And there's only, I mean, there's only seven points behind between Leclerc and Science, which surprises me. Um, yeah.
2: But yeah, well, just, Charles really struggled at the start of the year, didn't he? he had had a couple of retirements. Two retirements, yeah. And the yeah. seventh. Yeah.
1: yeah and pacing but, from there on. But looking at George Russell's roles, you know, you've got one podium, a couple of four place fourth place finishes, but a lot of sixth and sevenths and eighths, a couple of retirements in there. But Hamilton has consistently been I mean, Hamilton hasn't yeah. retired yet from a race. But he's got
2: two P twos, two P threes. Yeah. Two second, third, or fourths pretty much without fail. Like right? Yeah. Uh, so I think we before we go off on too much of a tangent though. Abby, are you is this your choice then are you following Sam in saying George Russell has been I mean are we saying he's the worst driver of the year like no, that is the I'm, that's what's up for debate here
1: I don't <laughs> like the, the phrase worst driver that was I think what under was in our underperformer pre-season. yeah okay,
0: yes underperformed but, uh, better
1: uh, yes it's a more
2: journalistic okay way of <laughs> saying underperformed it. the most I think Lance Stroll has oh was he underperforming that's where it changes (sighs) isn't it because it's it's their ceiling it's their relative ceilings you have to say George Russell's is higher who is I mean Lance up against Fernando coming into a new team should uh, how much of it is his wrists still playing a part maybe I don't know but he should be closer he was closer to Seb yeah, but I think I, I maybe
1: maybe this is putting maybe this is putting a hot take out there. I think Fernando's quicker
2: than and Seb. Seb. I think so too. I think he's uh, a more I don't difficult think just number. Yeah, I think if Seb and Fernando had been teammates throughout their careers, I think. Oh, could you imagine what a lineup. I mean, they'd probably have both <laughs> killed each other, or I don't know. But they, yeah, I think Fernando would have more wins and more championships.
0: He has more tenacity to me, Fernando. He still has that drive and like desire yeah. to win. Whereas Seb, I feel like, was just, I like the sport. I like racing. It doesn't matter if I win anymore or not.
1: Yeah, I'm here for a good time and to look after the young ones. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> and pick up rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm all out of rubbish. Uh, but so are those our choices? Is. Um, is there anyone else? I mean, we've obviously gone through the rookies already. Nick De Vries kind of goes without saying in terms of underperforming. If we're not saying worst, uh, I don't know if there are any other clear shouts. The Alpha Romeo has been underwhelming as a team. Alpha Tauri yeah. as well. Uh, uh, Kevin yeah. Magnussen hasn't quite been yeah. what I would have hoped. But again, how much is that is because of how surprising Nico Hulkenberg's return? He's been getting absolutely killed in qualifying but when it comes to race day oh. admittedly you can't do much with that house but they are actually i think no. six six on on race day um yeah but we we could talk about this forever let's let's quickly move on and do the final one that i tried to intro way too early Sorry, shock of the year no no you're, don't be sorry for reminding me that i totally missed something we were supposed to talk about uh yeah biggest shock of the year. Let's let's keep it simple. Let's get on to the quiz, you know, it's the best bit anyway. But so a quick a quick discussion. Biggest shock of the year. Take that how you want. What has been the biggest shock of the year for you Abby?
0: Worst shock? Alpine as a team as a whole. The best shock? Yeah. <laughs> Alonso.
2: Okay. Concise. I, li-
1: I like yeah. it, Sam. I mean, yeah, you make a very good point with Alpine. Um being just uh, just what on earth is going on there. Um I mean, maybe this is really, really obvious, but Alpha Towery firing Nick DeVries ten races
2: in. That's yeah. gotta be up there, right? <laughs> yeah, not even waiting till the summer break. Like No, no. Um and the fact that Danny Rick is willing to go to AlphaTauri to some extent, like, both of those are... I don't think people... I think people were like, oh, if if he underperforms, maybe Red Bull swing the axe again. You know, it's not unheard of for them. But I think people probably would have expected Liam Lawson or maybe West to be put in. I think people were like, you know, Danny Rick's going to wait and try and get a better seat. I think the thing is that I think... The F two drivers, from my experience, from
1: having having similar conversations with you know with with them in the past, is very much like I'm in an F, I'm in an F two title fight. I want to see that through. And obviously, if if AlphaTauri calling you, don't say no. But I think Liam Lawson's in a similar situation with Super Formula, and I think that cuts both ways. I think Alpha Tauri look at that and go, we don't want to take those guys out of that situation because how much experience do you gain from being in a title fight? From, from having to operate and perform when the pressure is at its highest, when the stakes are at their highest. I think you learn and you you get so much from that. Mm. I think why the situation is different for Daniel Ricciardo 10 races into this season than it was before the season started when he didn't want to take the ass seat. He didn't want a um, a, a seat that he didn't feel was maybe kind of uh, um equal to his talents let's just say uh, without putting words in his mouth but he obviously didn't want a, a drive that he felt was beneath him maybe that sounds more harsh than it is but that's kind of how it is mm-hmm. um, is we know how Yuki Snow is performing imagine if Daniel Ricciardo t- t- had stepped into that car and we still had the uh, you know view of Yuki Snow that we've had for the first couple of seasons everyone would be like oh Daniel Ricciardo is underperforming a bit but no we can now see that Yuki Snow has taken a step forward we also yeah. know where the Alphatari is, and we also have the the background of Sergio Perez having some really really difficult moments in the Red Bull.
2: I was about to say, I mean, that's surely why. You, yeah, that's why he's actually gone for it. I, think I was gonna, I was, I was gonna ask, and I thought we don't have time to so open another can of worms. But I wonder if, so I'll just hypothesise: if Checo were having a better season, if Daniel had would have bothered almost with the AlphaTauri seat. I mean, I don't know. I think he probably would have, but it's certainly, like you say, it it will have incentivized him to go, you know, there's a clear path back to what is undeniably the class of the field uh, yeah. if I can impress sufficiently in the next 10 races. And if he'd been at Haas, I mean, if he had absolutely nailed it, maybe he could have pushed for a Ferrari seat some ties there but it's not really the same thing is it so I think that does make sense and I I think if you look at some of the most successful drivers in F1
1: history it's not always talent that that brings that success sometimes it's circumstance and it's knowing when to move away having the instincts of basically a shark to know where you need to go to be successful Lewis Hamilton Prime example: Would he be a seven-time world champion if he stayed at McLaren? Absolutely not. And we, we wouldn't, we wouldn't even come close to having. Is either the greatest full-time conversations? It is circumstance that has allowed for that to happen to a large degree. And I think Daniel ricardo rightly has smelt blood in the water, and he's gone for it.
2: Yeah, so I would agree with Sam. Uh, I think that is my shock of the season so far too. Uh, I I see what you're saying i'll be about Alpine, but I am not surprised by Alpine <laughs> floundering at this point. It is kind of a given uh it's kind of their mo to be honest and i say that as someone who lives in their country and again sorry uh to any french listeners <laughs> sorry to any french listeners uh but yeah i think i think that's it i think that's that will do for the first half of the season we'll hope for the second half of the season to be i will get some more shocks up there and Maybe a little bit more debatable for you know the driver of of the second half of the season. As much as we did debate it, l- yeah, let's let's hope for some different winners at least. I'm uh, looking a okay. few shouts there, or the awards at the end of the year is going to be.
1: I was I was going to say I'm looking forward to the end of the season when we go. Well, what was what was the second the biggest shock of the second half, half of the season? You go. Oh well, wow, uh, someone other than the Red Bull won a yeah, race. Yeah, pretty You're much.
2: Like, oh, big shock.
1: <laughs> Mental, isn't it? <laughs>
2: I will now throw immediately to Abby because it is quiz time.
0: i have created a summer break quiz reflecting on the first half of the season it is 10 questions i'm assuming you guys will be able to ace all the questions and know all the answers so
2: it's a lot of faith <laughs> I'll we'll, see. Us.
0: well given your f1 knowledge you will probably be able to do these quite easily so question one we're 13 rounds into the season Oh, by right. Imola being cancelled. There are 10 rounds left. Can you name the remaining races to the end of the season and a bonus point if you get them in the correct order?
2: So we are working together. Dutch Grand Prix. Yeah, we, I mean, we clearly are. It would be very hard to compete, to be honest, just shouting. <laughs> oh. It wouldn't Dutch, be great Italian. podcast material. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. So we've got Dutch and Italian. Is it Singapore after that? Singapore, to mm-hmm. Japan. Yep. Yeah. So then, then we've got. got
1: oh, is, is it Qatar? Yes. Yeah, and then Austin. Yes. And then Mexico.
0: Yeah.
2: Abby's really then, helped us out through that dodgy <laughs> middle section that we could have debated Was it. Ka- it she's just nodded yeah. at us. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'm like
1: Ka
0: and she's
2: like yeah, and I'm like cool. Then, so then Brazil, Las Vegas, Abu Dhabi.
0: Yes. See?
2: Easy. No, well yeah, Cycle exactly
0: blue. <laughs> of the <laughs> remaining circuits to go, who is hosting a sprint race?
2: Right, so there are six.
0: You get a bonus point if you can name the sprint races that have already happened.
2: Uh already it's happened. That's a bonus point.
1: So we had Baku, we had yeah. Austria. Yeah. And we had and the Belgian Grand Prix. Belgium. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and we've also Brazil got, again. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Well, standard. I mean, it's a shoe- in right, at this stage? Yeah. Are um, they doing one for Qatar? Yes. Yes. And was it? Is it... It's not... It? Oh, I'm thinking of Austin because I, I'm thinking Austin because it is the... No, it is Austin because it's also the F1 Academy season finale. Um, oh, yes. And also there's rumours that... Um, was it that someone is putting... Has who is going in... Oli Behrman... There's a rumour that Oli Behrman will take FP1 in Austin, which I'm not sure I'm buying, because why would you put a F2 driver in one of your cars when it is the only practice session of the weekend? Yeah. So, either Kevin Magnussen or Nico Hockenberg is going to be go into qualifying... Completely, <laughs> yeah, fresh. it will be the first time they got in the car all weekend. Yeah,
2: with an eighteen-year-old's advice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as Ollie much as we like, rate yeah. Oli Bevan.
1: I mean, he's a fantastic driver, but is he is well equipped to set up a car uh, or a, a specific car that Ke- Kevin Magnussen and he is never driven, have been driving but, all yeah. season? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. I can't see it happening. Um, but yeah, anyway. so Austin is the other one. <laughs> it's our final answer? Final <laughs> <game>. Correct.
0: <laughs> Question three. Which driver finished seventeenth five times in the first eight races, including the sprint in Baku, and in the last six races has never finished outside the top ten, scoring 57 points in the process.
2: Ooh, is that gonna be Oscar? Could it be or um who's who's <sighs> right? Well it can't be it can't be DeVries. I mean, obviously, I, I I thought that before Abby said the the top ten thing because she said yeah, the final six, but obviously it can't. Who's got points in every single? Points. If it's seventeenth, it's very low to then be points every time. That's not it's not the Alpines, because they keep on retiring. Uh, I can't see anyone who could be, but but Oscar or Orlando. It's got oh, to uh, Abby has given it away. <laughs> Thanks, with your eyebrows raising. I, I was seventeenth. Was... Wow. Yeah. I guess yeah. Saudi was a mess, and uh, Bahrain was a mess. Were
1: yeah. they messing around with tires at the Baku Sprint Race as well? They soft, they started almost softs. Oh yeah. And they yeah. they couldn't they couldn't make it through, so they had to pit. Nice one. Sorry, I mean. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Right, <laughs> let's, are, let's speed are, this up. Far let's better get this at. quiz in yeah. uh, under half an hour.
0: Question four. How many drivers have stepped on the podium this season so far? Esteban Ocon. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, one. That's our well, answer. <laughs> um, Fern- so Esteban, Fernando, Lando, uh, and then the big six, if you will. Um, is there anyone else? Mm-hmm. Oh, Yes, if we're, if, if we're saying
1: podium, are we also counting sprint races? I was going to say.
0: Yes.
2: Oscar
1: oh, we Piastri. are then.
2: And Pierre Gasly. Yes. Yes. Correct. Is that it? Yes. However many drivers that is, 11, 10? Yes. 11. They, didn't get on, they didn't get on the podium though, did they? They got on a weird little podium on the ground.
1: A <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Oscar Piastri's not counting as a podium to be fair. Exactly. Yeah. Question
0: five. One driver has finished in twelve different positions so far, including in the sprint races. Who oh, is Mr. it?
1: versatile.
2: Um, not that you're aiming f- for that. That's not twelve a, yeah. different positions in. Okay, so in fifteen races, including the sprints, that that is quite a spread. Is it Sergio Perez? Not joking. I'm, j- I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, okay, right. Let's Sam. Let's give one answer each. And see if we get it. Just, let's not debate it. Let's just go gut. Because we could debate this one. For <sighs> go gut. Let's go gut. I love yeah. that. Oh my god, let's go um, gut. I- I'm happy to go. <laughs> Stop trying to make gut happen. Uh, <laughs> the second Mean Girls reference on this podcast. Uh, so, what was the first? It was an intro. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm going to say... Uh, Lance Stroll.
0: And Sam, who's
1: yours? I'm going to say
2: Alex Albon.
0: No. (laughs)
2: You're correct. There goes our 10 out of 10. It is is Gasly.
0: He's finished 3rd, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th, 18th, and 20th. Nice. Mm. Impressive. Question six. One race had eight drivers fail to finish.
1: Where was this race? Oh. That was the one with loads of retirements.
0: Yes, (laughs) eight, in fact.
1: What (laughs) an insight. I'm
2: so glad you're here.
1: (laughs) It was the Australian Grand Prix.
0: Bonus point if you can name the drivers who didn't finish.
1: Gasly Ocon.
2: (laughs) Um, Now I can see why Abby was like, no, no, it'll take... (laughs) (laughs) Right, Charles Leclerc... Uh, Sergeant and the Freeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, ooh, did one of them actually think he Okay. okay. Um, so that's five. Joe? George yes. Russell?
0: Yes.
2: Yes, yep. but not Joe. Okay. Bottas? Uh, I don't know. Can't, I can't Albon
0: and Magnussen. Excluding the sprint races, how many retirements have there been during the Grand Prix this season?
1: No. <laughs> How well there was eight
2: in Australia, well yeah. I would say from there, like, I'm not going to bother trying to f- like, just pick let's just take a an number. educated guess, like, probably three on average for the rest of them, which is another 11. So 41, I'm saying. Sam, so, I think that means it's close.
0: 27
2: <laughs> okay, no, it does not.
1: 27. <laughs> that is slow. Almost a third of them came in Australia. Yeah, it's crazy. How's that for maths?
0: Okay. (laughs) Now, the two next questions follow a certain scenario. This scenario is if you remove the Red Bulls from the final points classification, remove them from the championships.
1: We'd have a fantastic season.
0: And then you move every other driver up Uh, in the standings. (laughs) Who would be the top six in the championship right now?
2: so Alonso Lewis I think are the top two yeah I have. I saw this a while back um, and then yeah then it gets really tricky I Wait,
0: think so Charles Harris was in be... third Charles yep
2: oh no I'm sorry you take both the Red Bulls
0: take
2: both Red Bulls out yeah. right okay. yeah Charles was third rebel, okay. and then I, I really can't remember so we say George Carlos Lando
0: yes that's correct
2: well done. nailed it bonus point <laughs> no, <laughs> don't give me a bonus point <laughs>
0: Question nine, who currently has zero points but would be on three points following that scenario if the Red Bulls were excluded? Nick Vries. No. Local,
2: Local sergeant. sergeant. Yes. Yeah, he got 11th and 12th, didn't he? Yes. Oh. And
0: then final question follows a different scenario. So if the points for both sprints and the Grand Prix were awarded with 20 points for first, 19 for second and so on, so one point for
1: 20th. Oh, like IndyCar
2: style.
0: Who would be the top six in the championship with a new point system?
2: Ooh. I think Max might still be top. Yes. I'm um, going to go ahead and say that. <laughs> really? Uh, Does Checo hang on a second?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then... Just about.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, then Fernando uh, Lewis, uh, which way round's that going to be? I reckon Lewis, Fernando. Thanks. Yeah, I'd say Lewis third. Correct. More consistently, yeah. Yep. And then who completes the top six then? Which order are Charles, George and Carlos in? Who misses out? Charles has had more, like we said, has had George. George's. more stings, George, has been, so George has been more consistent. So I'd say George. George, then Carlos. No, George, say Carlos, Charles, then Carlos. George. Carlos, then George. Carlos, then George.
0: Oh. Then George. Yeah. So it would be. Well, so George's. It would be Verstappen yeah. first, Perez Basically, second, Hamilton. I Alonso, know that again. <laughs> yeah,
2: and you really did your best <laughs> to derail me.
0: <laughs> but it would mean that second place would only. It would be a more interesting battle because there would be three points between second and third with that point system, rather than yeah. however many. Well, So it'd
1: up. be Verstappen, Perez, yep Hamilton, Alonso. And then this is where I got lost because I assumed, I thought George would be then next.
2: Then Carlos, then George, then Charles.
0: Yeah.
2: Right, okay. Okay. Oh, Carlos, eh? That's unlucky. Well, he only retired once, didn't he? So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot that George retired a couple of times. Well, there you go. I have That's no idea how many points. You know, with all the bonus points on offer, I think we might have got 10 out of 10. I can't believe you thought we were going to get every question right and know exactly <laughs> how many retirements there had been over 12 rounds, including the sprints. I think it was it. Not that yeah. nerdy. You only many got many
0: two wrong. So I think you got like 12, if I've counted it right. So 12
2: out of 10. Well. Nice. With two wrong yeah <laughs> impressive. That's a real Abby quiz. <laughs> the <laughs> nicest quiz master in the world.
0: Oh,
2: oh yeah. Okay. well, I've thoroughly enjoyed this uh, and it's now not too long until the second half of the season. Uh, we'll be back at least once more before then uh, when we get back for the Dutch Grand Prix review. Uh, until then, Abby Sam, thank you for joining me.
0: Thank you for hosting.
2: Yes, thank you for having us as uh sam i'm gonna dob you in again on something that came in before oh, the recording brilliant. described abby the Otes with the motes after i taught him the french word for host <laughs> so <Have> it, <laughs> whether please, or not i've been it. that <laughs> yes I, I did say about you here. did you did okay well it's been a pleasure uh, i hope you guys have all enjoyed listening to it too as ever check out the formula website that's a weird way to say that as ever check out formulanerds.com for all your news and whatever else you could want we'll be back with our news and or views very soon until then i guess it is i don't know it's the it's the new show do i do my normal sign offline i don't know the rules I, i'm doing it it's lights off mics off Lights off, mics off. That's the that's the cut to the race one. James, you wouldn't believe how many
1: times I had to do that when I was trying to host. (laughs) I could (laughs) not get it right.
2: Lights off, mics off, and off we go. Off, off, goodbye. You're listening to the Cut to the Race podcast. It's lights out, and away we go, go. Sports Social Podcast Network.